This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The TalkSport Fan Network is probably supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. When you shop at a Walmart Vision Center, you get it. You know that you'll spend a little less on stylish glasses for the whole family. Welcome to the Vision Center. Let me know if you need help finding the perfect frame. Hey, Mom, you were right. These glasses are cool. Hon, they take our insurance. That means Papa's getting a new pair, too. Whoa, glasses start at just $39. Next stop, groceries. So you can get a little more of what you need. Find a Vision Center near you. Save money, live better. Walmart. The share it with a friend deal. Even if that friend is yourself. Your McDonald's, your rules. Live your best morning with BOGO breakfast sandwiches only on the McDonald's app. Now buy one bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddles or sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and get a second one free. Valid for item of equal or lesser value. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one per day. Excludes one, two, three dollar menu. Visit McDonald's app for details. Download and registration required. Welcome to Cottage Talk Full-Time. I'm Russ Goldman. Joining me right now is Emilio Donnell and Steve Lidyard. This is our initial reaction to Fulham. Getting back to the Premier League, guys. Again, um, this show is going to be more of a celebration. We're not breaking down the match. We're just going to really just talk about how Fulham pulled this off, guys. The media darling lost. Fulham won 2-1. to one. And again, it took extra time. Emilio predicted it. And Emilio, I'm going to give you first shot at this. Opening thoughts on Fulham winning tonight and getting back in the Premier League, my friend. Goodness me, it does feel good, doesn't it? I've got obviously lost my voice as well, so apologies for those listening. But it, it just feels it's a different type of celebration to two years ago. I think this, yep. is a, this is a weird thing. It feels like, no, we don't have a divine right to be in the Premier League, but we've got there. But goodness me, you know, it was nail-biting for that 90 minutes. And, but Overall, 120, we were the better team. You know, we, we were the better team. I said this to Steve, too. Yep. We had, the, I say, we're saying to you off here, we had the strongest bench all season. You know, look at yep. the players we had on the bench, the strength there. The fact, tactically, first half, very, very strong. You know, we created chances. We defended very well. Scott Parker got his tactics right, you know. And like I said yesterday, yeah, we that's coming to Brentford. 
They are the media darlings. They had all the pressure and they buckled under it. Fulham had nothing to lose. Just quietly get on with business, play to your strengths. And you know what? We stuffed a fucking lot out of them. Excuse my French. So Brent Fodder, go back to your new stadium and enjoy the championship next season. Thank you very much. And all your mind games before the game, before the final, eat your words, guys. Let's give it another game in the Premier League because I think we, we, we will learn from our mistakes and we'll be better next time around. So, yeah. I hope so, my friend. I hope so. Well, Apologies right now, for swearing. But... Listen, I want to say something about Brentford too. And as you can hear, I, I don't have much of a voice left either. And they did a lot of talking. Well, I should say one player did a lot of talking, but it really got underneath my skin. And uh, I'm just glad that uh, the better team won here. Yeah, Fulham were the good. better team, Emilio. Yeah. And Fulham deserved to be back in the Premier League. They earned it. Okay, they yeah. earned it tonight. And oh. uh, so I'm very happy. I know you're very happy. Steve yeah. Lydiard's with us. And Steve, I want to get your initial thoughts. And Let's just talk a little bit about Scott Parker, Steve. I think you have something that you want to say. <laughs> yeah, I'll come on to that in a second, Russ. Um, but I will, I will come on to it. Um, okay. I, th- I think you guys are right. Um, I mean, I'll be honest, I'm a little bit shocked. Um, people that follow me will know that, on Twitter especially, know that sometimes I say I'm realistic and probably I'm negative at times. Just a um, little. Yeah, maybe just a little. Um, but, you know, that being, you know, there have been times where, where it hasn't gone our way. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I can't knock tonight. You know, Scott Parker's still learning, but he's got everything nailed on tonight. He did. And, uh, and as Russ wants to hear me say, clearly the evidence is that I've got it wrong this season. So wow. but I'm, I'm happy to say that. Right, I'm happy to drink to that as well. Okay. <laughs> well, Steve, it takes a big man to admit when he's wrong. And you said if he did what he did, you would admit it. And you did it. And I believe mm-hmm. James Stoughton, our friend, also did it. So you guys get plaudits for me because it, it, you guys have admitted that you were wrong about this. Listen, he got him back to the Premier League. Mm. He wasn't my choice, Steve, but he got it right tonight. Mm. Emilio, mm. let's talk a little bit about Scott Parker. Again, a divisive manager. Yeah, yeah. But I think he earned a lot of respect tonight because Fulham were the better side, and he got it spot on, I think. He did. And, you know, I've, I've, you know, neither of us, you know, many fans were divided – opinions when he was he was appointed about 12 yeah, it wasn't my ago. choice yeah it wasn't our first choice but but I keep saying you've got to give your manager a chance you've got to you know whether you like the way he plays football or not he's got us into the Premier League um when I met up with him when was it last I think it was last October when I went out for that event yep. I'm saying at the time I, I got a different perspective from him I, tr- I understood what he was trying to do I challenged the style of football he was playing the way we were conceding goals late on earlier in the season and you know I, I took on board what he said and I've said you know what I don't like the style of football you're playing at times but if it works and gets into Premier League, that's my priority. And I've said it all season. Premier League or Championship entertaining football? 100%, 100% I want Premier League football at all costs. And we've got that tonight. So fans out there who keep bothering everyone else about, no, I don't want to go in the Premier League. We aren't good enough. I want to play in the Championship. What do you want to do now? Do you want to get relegated? Or do you want to watch your team play in the, in the Premier League? So get rid of all these double standards and focus on getting the team the support they need next season. And we'll learn from our mistakes, hopefully, from the season ago. But Scott Parker, you know, what more can you do? It was a, we said it all along. It's a one-off game. Yep. You go, it's 50-50. Who wins tactics? Who's got the right attitude, the mental strength, the fitness levels as well will win this game. It doesn't. It, form goes out the window completely. We said it yesterday. And, uh, you know, though they're not over that 120 minutes, you can't fault us. I think we deserve to win. No one can, no one can take that away from us. Totally agree, Emilio. And that's what's great about this. And Steve, you know, you said that Scott Parker got this spot on. And uh, let's just talk about the 
starting 11 in the 18 overall when you saw it. I think I saw some comments that, that fans <laughs> were just a little miffed by it. What, what were your thoughts? Because if you look at it now, I think he got it right. Yeah, I mean, clearly, you can't say he hasn't got it right because this is how it's turned <laughs> out tonight. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you probably saw a tweet going out that I even replied to Fulham's tweet. I said, wow, you know, I could not believe. And for me, I, I looked at that lineup and I thought, oh, no, here we go. <laughs> but, yeah, he's, um, he's got something right. I mean... I know we'll come on to that later, but I think three guys that stood out for me tonight, not just because of the goals, um, was Joe Bryan. I thought, you know, strangely enough, he looked a bit more solid defensively Mm -hmm. as well tonight. Um, I wouldn't say it's perfect again, but um, Hector, you know, Reed as usual. Um, Kearney, I mean, Kenny Kenny was outstanding, you know. He He was. Tonight, I mean, for all the stick, you know, he clearly listens to what the fans say and, you know, he probably doesn't, you know, he doesn't ignore it and he just gets right. on with the game. But literally, I mean, i am be one of those that give him stick. But since, since that, you know, since that time, I mean, he's really, he's really come to it in the playoffs, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm rambling yep. a bit, Russ. But... Okay, good stuff. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. You're in town. Guys, I'm going to share some comments. And uh, again, we have a ton of them. This is from our co-host, Matt Scombe. We are Premier League, and that's great. Kyle Lewis Stimson, also been on the show. Get in there. Come on, Fulham. Love all the Fulham family. I'm right there with you, my friend. I'm just going to keep sharing some comments. Patricia Vernazza, come on, Fulham. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to share one more, and then I will continue to show some more as we go through the show, guys. We're going up. We're going up. We're going up. We're going up from Brian Lake. And mm. that's basically what this is about, my friend, Emilio. And I'm glad that. Steve focused on Joe Bryan. Mm. Joe Bryan scores the two goals, right? Mm. So let's just go and let's talk about the goals. Let's talk about Joe Bryan's free kick. And they said on the broadcast that they believe this is set up by, believe it or not, Stuart Gray, that they've worked on this, Mm. that Stuart Gray was the one that was uh, telling Joe Bryan exactly what to do here. And it worked. You know, again, this is what they were talking about on the broadcast. What are your thoughts about the free kick that put Fulham ahead? It's very clever, very you know, t- you know, tactically aware. And if, it, if this is something they've been playing, you know, training, you know, on the training ground, we you know, week in, week out, then all credit to Stuart Gray. But it was good vision. It was a dangerous place. I was worried that we we conceded too many free kicks in that in that dangerous area. But it was we nice did. to get one ourselves. And you know, we had the Cabano free kick in the first half. You know that that was that was close. That was quite close. Um, but you know we get, we conceded too many ourselves, so that that was where I thought we we lacked a bit of discipline tonight and looked a bit nervous. But to actually, you know, I, no one expected that. We were all expecting a, a predictable cross into the six yard box and maybe someone to to punish that. And so did the keeper, and that's why he was wrong footed. I think at the end of the day. So if all our, us as fans expected that, you can rest assured the goalkeeper had the same same opinion as well. Hence, he got wrong footed, and Joe Bryan, you know, very very clever. You know, I'm not his biggest fan, as you know, defensively. I've always I'm, I'm very critical of him defensively, but. We always said if he plays if he plays further up the field, he's more effective right. in the, in the opposing half and getting those crossing the box. So you know, I applaud him. You know, I applaud him again. I'm allowed to. I wouldn't say I'm you know wrong back Joe Prime. I'm allowed to say well done, mate. You know, you you got us two two goals to get us promoted. Absolutely, Emilio. And again, you admit when again you see something that happened and you say, hey, congratulations to Joe Bryan. Mm. And Steve, I want to get your thoughts on the second goal because when Joe Bryan scored this. I think this is when I lost my voice. I think I raised the roof of my house, honestly. Talk about the actual goal that puts Fulham in the Premier League because Brentford scores in the end. But the second goal was the finisher. 
What was going through your mind when you saw that goal go through? Um, well, just before the goal went in, um, as I was mentioning to off air, I was actually so nervous with the one nil that I was uh, engrossed in my mobile phone at the time because I couldn't watch. So then I heard when we were going forward and I perked up to the screen, saw the layoff and the finish. And I was like looking for the offside flag at that moment. I was like, so, so, something's going on here. You know, it's not, it's not going to count. And then when it counted, I was just like, we're actually going to win this. Yeah, um, and then obviously Brentford scored, and I thought, oh no, Fulham is coming here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it could have been three as well. Don't forget, Cavalero should have done better. It should have been three. Yeah, have literally thrashed them. It would have been an unfair reflection on the game, but but it would be nice if we you know get that third goal and uh, you know literally punish Brentford. But overall, you know that you know, we just look we just looked a lot more lot more organised. I think we wanted mm. it more, and I think Brentford changed their tactics again. And look, yeah. we were discussing it last night on the show, saying. How will Brentford play? Will they will they sit back and invite you know all they look mm. to play two hundred miles an hour? We, I think the pitch helped us on a yeah. smaller pitch. They would have come and played a different tactic. They thought they can't play at two hundred miles an hour on mm. a big pitch like Wednesday. yeah. They changed it up, Emilio. Yeah. I, I didn't think that they were going to do it. I think it was uh, you who said you thought it might be cagey. Yeah, exactly. And they were right. And it was right. We were right, weren't we? They did. They were cagey. They also said, but and we you know we we they dominated, but we looked comfortable in that first half. You know, passing right. it well. Getting forward, being a little bit adventurous. I thought Cabana was very exciting that first half. Mm. You know, looked looked in. I thought we lost momentum when he went off. I don't know what you both yeah, think. I, I agree. thought we lost our shape a little bit. You know, and going back to your point, what was the surprise of the starting lineup? I, you know, I was saying to you off air before this game started, Russ. I was surprised Knockhart was dropped. You know, and yeah, you I, said you know, that. I would have said I would have preferred Knockhart for the defending he does in Bobby Reed. Mm. and take you know Kamara wants him to start. We said it yesterday. He needs to start. He did. Mitrovic, there's the uncertainty whether he'd be fit enough to start or not. But for me, the only probably the only surprise was um, knockout being dropped, and I would have put I would have put Reed on the bench instead. But overall, it, it worked either way. We got we won we won the game. Absolutely. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over seven hundred dollars on average, and those savings add up. Imagine what you could buy in the future. So I used the savings from switching to Progressive 30 years ago to buy tickets to the championship game. You know, between those two teams that didn't exist 30 years ago? Yeah, I'm a big Alaska Palm Trees fan. Which is a team now, in the future. So switch to Progressive and save big because those savings can add up in the future. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National annual average insurance savings by new customer surveyed who saved with Progressive in 2020. Potential savings will vary. Guys, I got to share some more comments because we have some interesting ones. And I'm going to share this one next once I find it. Because we were talking about Scott Parker, and I saw one interesting one, guys, that I definitely want to share if I can find it. And uh, here it is. And this is from our friend Chris Davidson in Spain. Superb tactical performance by (laughs) Scott Parker. P.S. Kearney was awesome. Listen, Chris, we know you love Tom Kearney, and Tom Kearney was awesome. But, again, I think, again, to talk about – Kearney, and also talk about Scott Parker. I'm going to share another one. Robin Beatty, congrats. On that Parker point, was though. spot on. Kearney was excellent. They're both right. Yeah, and Robin. Robin works for me at work. I, Robin, you should be doing your work. <laughs> Robin, <we're laughs> <doing> your work. <laughs> no, but seriously, um, I, I don't think it was Tom Kenny's best game. I thought he was he was loose in the first time. He gave the ball away yep. quite a few times. He got he did a few times. He got a stupid yellow card, and you know and. It was, he had an okay game. I don't think he had an excellent game. I, I disagree with those comments. I thought he had okay. a, a solid but unspectacular game. He wasn't really influential enough for me. Josh Onema, I thought, looked stronger, pushing forward a lot more, mm. more threatening, 
Tom Kenny, you know, did the simple things, you know, you know, the more defensive minded Tom Kenny. But I don't think he had an awesome game tonight. I think it was a steady but unspectacular. And he, in fact, he got dispossessed enough times in that first half and second half. And he picked up a yellow card for me. Didn't quite do enough for me tonight. Okay, excellent. Very interesting stuff from you, Emilio. Steve, I want to talk about Mitro. Mitro mm. does not come on until very late, obviously, in uh, stoppage time, at the end of uh, stoppage time. So what were your thoughts about that? Because, again, we kept seeing shots of him wanting to come in or looked like he was going to come <laughs> in much earlier, right? So he comes in in stoppage time. And um, what do you think about him coming on so late? And do you think that actually worked? Do you think that was a factor in all of this? Yeah, just before I touch on that, can I just touch on the um, Tom Kearney issue? Um, <laughs> Go I ahead, mean, Steve. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with Emilio slightly. It wasn't his best game tonight, but I'm going to say, because he's been asked to play a slightly different role, I thought he was a captain's performance tonight. He actually okay. stepped up to the plate to put, put in a shift tonight. And if he hadn't put in that shift... We we would have lost the game as well. So it was, you know, that's fair. The, no, the middle fair. two were perfect, yeah, but yeah, he wasn't perfect. Though, but... Some of the comments, the adjectives, saying he's excellent. I don't think he was excellent, but yeah, he no, did but a job. He put in a shift, you know, and he yeah, was he did a shift. Tonight. Yeah, but, but Mitro, did, Emilio. That's fair. But, I mean, Mitro, guys. To if you'd have thought, you know, I think he he'd probably think that as well. To think we'd have won um, the playoffs with pretty much Mitro playing about what <laughs> five seven minutes of the whole playoffs. You know, I'd have thought you were crazy. But really, I guess we. We do tend to play a bit better without Mitro. So I think over the summer, we need to, well, the next five or six weeks, we need to find out a style for fitting Mitro in. Um, I agree with that. Because he does need to play. But at the moment, we're not quite meeting the style. And he's probably not quite meeting our style. But um, Well, we could say that about Cavalier or Narcar too, Steve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, de- definitely. Yeah. Um, okay. Sorry, I was just seeing that Joe Bryan finish again. Fantastic. The, uh, second it one. is fantastic. It um, is fantastic. Good stuff, Steve. Hear us. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Emilio, I, I want to talk about this because there was so much focus before the match on the BMW, okay? Mm. I thought Fulham did a very nice job in the BMW. Yeah. And Ollie Watkins had, I'm going back to think, one really good opportunity. I don't think he really had that many opportunities. No, no. But I thought they kept them fairly quiet. I thought they did a nice job of them. What are your thoughts about how the defense handled Brentford's uh, three up front? Mm. Yeah, we, they said we didn't give them didn't give them much space, to be honest. I think, no. I, I think they were playing. I think we forced them into a different style of football tonight. I think they didn't. You know, I think maybe some of our um, Scott Parker's mind games yesterday may have may, maybe unsettled Benford because they obviously came and started with a different tactics and different approach. Obviously, they were trying to play a more patient game and trying to ease into the game. But in fact, we we dominated that first half. We had a lot of good possession. We looked more dangerous. We, we restricted them to very, very few opportunities, some half chances. Um, at the end of the day, it's, it goes back to what we said yesterday and we said again earlier in the show. You know, they, they were the media darlings. Every pundit, every commentator wanted Brentford to win tonight. And unfortunately, it was nothing about Fulham. And that's why I just thought we actually just played the, to our strengths throughout the whole okay. game. And, that, and that's why I think we know at the end of the day, when we take that lead, there's no turning back. This is Scott Parker's philosophy. Just take yeah. a lead. And defend it, uh, but given credit, we still pushed on and tried to get that second goal as well. So we did. you know we were a little bit more adventurous than we would normally see Scott Park in earlier part of the season when we were grinding out one 0 wins. But overall, they, you know they they buckled under the pressure. But give us credit as well; we did a job with them and we defended very very well. But just nervously, we still made a few few mistakes outside of, outside the box, a few yellow cards, unnecessary yeah. fouls. 
That's true. Yeah, being red card. I don't see. What are your thoughts on the, the Reed and Kearney tackles? Were they Steve? red card offences for you? <laughs> Steve's Another, a ref. If wondering, Steve's a ref. So I mean, I mean, I, I think Martin Atkinson handled it quite well, and it, you know, I, th- I think the yellow card was sold for everyone. Um, but I don't think anyone could have any complaints, and I. I think you saw even Reed's face at the time. You know, I think he was a bit worried that he might be seeing mm, red there. Yeah. Um, and even when, like, like I say, when uh, Tom Kearney and uh, Reed were on yellow cards, they were still flying into tackles. Yeah, they were. Um, and a red card in either of those scenarios, and I think tonight could have quite easily been be the opposite scenario. Yeah, yeah. No. Okay. So no, we need to fine. learn a bit of discipline for next season, yeah. but I'm sure, I'm sure we will, you know, time to reflect. Mm. Okay. Emilio, do you think, and again, it sounds like their game plan was different than what we expected, mm. right? Do you think they expected Mitro to start? No. I think they, I think they knew that he wasn't going to start. I, I, I think we all knew that he wouldn't start. You know, to be honest, you, you've been out of, the, out of the picture for a, a couple of weeks. In a figure in, in, in on the bench against Cardiff, for me, it would have been a risk to start him tonight. So I don't think they did. I actually thought, you know, big pitch, big game. You know, don't you know? Then they know at Fulham. You know, you know, we're we're strong enough, and we're capable of you know turning them over. I think they just they were a little bit more cagey. Pressure, not yep. it's about pressure, but you look at the two guys. I think they you know, felt the you. pressure. You know, this is what we talked about last night. Exactly. I think the key thing for us is you know we had enough quality on that bench to you know bring on substitutes. You know, defend when necessary. Not even close bring between the benches. Options. Yes, you know? and I said that to you before the match. I said, look at the bench. I said, if Scott Parker wants to change it up, he has the ability to. Yeah, and he did. He did. He did. Yeah, he had that flexibility. Me, they, they, they did. I think they intentionally wanted to play a different game. They wanted to preserve their energies, preserve their fitness, and just okay. ease into the game. But we, we, as he, I think we thrived on that in a, in a, in, a, in an unusual way. We controlled it. Yeah, we did at that point. Yeah, you know, I think they gave they gave the ammunition for us as to keep possession and and do what you're good at doing and you know making them fight for the ball. Yep. That, you know, without being productive, and that, and I think that they they were tired, but Fulham were tiring in that second half as well. Don't forget. Let's be let's be honest. That's Brentford very true. Twenty minutes. They were picking up. I was saying to Anthea at the time, I, I, I smell a Brentford goal here. They're getting into the game. They're starting to dominate. They were creating space for themselves. They're getting into dangerous areas. If we don't tighten up, we're going we're going to concede. Lo and behold, Parker did tighten up. We made a few adjustments. Brentford, the last ten fifteen minutes, they didn't get looking, and obviously we scored, and uh, we went into extra time and. Things changed, so yep. uh, so yeah. Well done, Scott Parker, and you know, he he won the tactics over the two managers. He did. He absolutely did. And you know, again, go, going to look at it now, like you said, I, I guess it kind of makes sense, Emilio, yeah. that that Frank changed the tactics partially, probably yeah. because of the pitch. Right? We talked yeah. about that. Probably was a factor in all of this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I want to share a couple more. This from John Agnes. This went over Brentford will be one for the ages. And what's interesting about this, guys, and I'm glad that John sent that to us because I was thinking about this before the match. Brentford and their supporters put everything into this. This is going to be their biggest victory of all time. They were counting their chickens before they were hatched. Mm. This was going to be beating Fulham in the, in the Premier League. Guys, what does this do for them now? This is, like, delicious, honestly that not only do we get back to the Premier League, but we keep them down. <laughs> I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying that we beat Brentford tonight. Steve, what are your thoughts about that? Because, again, this is a, a fan base that likes to talk, likes to really get at you. And the players, some seem just a little bit overconfident coming into this. I, I just got that feeling. 
So are you enjoying that, the fact that we're back in the Premier League, but we did it at the expense of Brentford? Um, I, th- I think it's hard because although there's a rivalry, I, I do think they arguably, you know, over the season, they probably deserve to go up. But the pressure's yep. told on them. And the only thing I'm thinking right now is a uh, fire sale, you know, who can, uh, who can we, because let's be honest, uh, I like the look of that Ben Rama and Emiliano. And, uh, I wouldn't <laughs> mind seeing them in a Fulham shirt next season. Oh, um, a lot of energy about them, you know, on their day, they're yep. fantastic. Um, whether they come to us is another matter. They might have some, mm. you know, yeah. few bigger clubs sniffing around, but I'll tell you what, they could do a job for us for sure. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, guys, listen, we just wanted to do a quick show really just to celebrate and thank you everyone that's watching live. We have so many people watching us live guys. I just want to mention that we got a ton of people watching us live and uh, Emilio, you and I talked about this. We will do a celebration extravaganza. I guess you could say post-match show. We're, we're going to work on getting some special guests and uh, we're not done talking about full gaining promotion tonight. This is just one show full time. I think we're going to have an extra special post-match show. So be on the lookout for that. Mm-hmm. Over the coming days, Emilio, final thoughts before we go. Yeah, well, you know, let's you know, let's, it's going to take a while to recover. You know, my voice is a little bit croaky, so uh, some of my work <laughs> colleagues will probably struggle to hear me tomorrow. But overall, you know, it's it, it came down to one game, didn't we? You know, we we mm. we, yep. we we those like you know the, the the unbeaten run before the Cardiff defeat last week that was a yep. difference. You know, we got better and better and better. Those clean sheets, we started to peak at the right time in a funny way, and yes. You know, we, you know, we we got into the playoffs deservedly so, and when you get to playoffs, it's lottery, isn't it? It's fifty-fifty. You win or you right. lose. It's very simple. But you know, we we had the mental strength, we had the right tactics, you know, we had the right players. So overall, I, you know, fully deserved. So I'm looking forward to another crack at in the Premier League. Let's let's learn from our mistakes next season. And exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah we, there's, there's a bit of work to be done. I'm not going to let's give it a go. Let's give it a go, and and maybe they'll learn from what. They did wrong last time. Yeah. I've got these what they need to do. I mean, let's be realistic. Mm-hmm. I don't want to gloss over tonight's victory, but we can talk about what what next and what the absolutely. For, but there needs to be some investment there if we want mm-hmm. to strengthen key areas, you know. So we'll, we'll worry about that another time. But let's enjoy the <laughs> moment anyway. So exactly, so yeah. exactly. Let's just enjoy yeah. tonight, Steve. Final thoughts from you. And actually, I want to know who was your man of the match. <laughs> um. Do you know what? Um, I'm going to go for an out there, out there one tonight because um, somebody put the shackles on Ben Rama for for the whole time he was on the pitch. I'm going to go Dennis Adoy. Hmm. Interesting. That's a good call. Absolutely shackled him completely tonight. So yeah, there's so many we could choose. Let's be honest. Mm. Hector. Okay. Hector, even Brian, you know, but um, probably Onoma's going to get it because he was fantastic as well. Oh, he but, was, absolutely. An unsung mm-hmm. hero was Adoy because without him shutting Ben Rama down all night, you know, mm. they probably coast home by a couple of goals tonight. So he's really kept him quiet. Yeah. Okay. So he's, he's going for Dennis Adoy. How about you, Emilio? Yeah, interesting perspective because obviously good tactics. You know, he gets playing around with that position. Christie one game, Adoy the next. Obviously, he's picking them depending on your opposition. And, you know, he did a job. I agree with you, Steve. Um, naturally, I think you'd give it to Joe Bryan. I think just by default, by the two goals that he scored, I think he got us promoted. But I said Josh Onimar thought had an outstanding game. I thought Cabano, good first half, very Mm. lively, very threatening. AK was was good, good running. You know, at the end of the day, that that encourages me, that performance. But overall, my man of the match is the entire team. The team won. It was a team victory. That's actually a great way to look at it. Yeah, there's no individual plays. And Joe Bryan said it off air. The team deserved 
the the win, not just him personally. So man of the match is a whole is a is a this whole is, Fulham team and Scott Parker. I love it. I love it. Yeah. You know, because I've said to you how many times you win, you lose, you draw as a yeah. team. Yeah. And this was a team victory. Yeah. That's Absolutely. a great way to team effort. team effort. I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. So man of the match is really just the whole team. I, I, yeah. I like that. Guys, I have to share this because I, I told you this off air, Emilio. So I'm going to share this real quick before we go. So <laughs> I actually called into a radio show here, and it's called Grumpy Pundits. Rodney Marsh is one of the hosts. Okay. <laughs> and who was on but Danny Higginbotham? Danny Higginbotham picked Brentford to win. Well, I predict two to one to full. Yeah. So Brian obviously heard this because Russ, nice prediction on Grumpy Pundits. I picked the same great minds think alike. So I just had to end the show sharing <laughs> sharing that because, you know, again, I actually got one right, guys. I, I don't get many right, but I got this one right. All right. All right. Great show. Like I said, we will have another show before we really get into breaking down foam in the Premier League. But we just wanted to do a little celebration show. So, for for, Yes. Before you leave, yes. here's a question for your post. Oh, here we well. go. Okay. No, it's a good question. Okay. Obviously not a starter, but would you give a new contract to Cabano? <laughs> I would. Yeah, I, I would, would as well. Well, well, well again, <laughs> this is interesting. Would you, Emilio? I would. I know he is borderline, probably not Premier League, but he would be a good bench player. Uh Look, yeah. the end of the day, <laughs> uh, nah, nah, I think it's, nah. morally it's not the right thing to do to sort of sell one of your best plays in recent games. You know, he's 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 been a big factor in getting to the final and actually winning the final. Yes. You know, has he done enough for me over the last three or four years? And I don't believe we haven't given him enough chances. I think we, he's had chances. He's not taken okay. them. But for me, but he's, been, he's been a different player. He's been a say? different player. You know, yeah. I think you have to give him a, an ex, a one-year extension potentially. Yeah. Okay, so you're project. talking about a short-term deal. Yeah, yeah. short-term view, but Three. there's a big gulf between this division and the Premier We saw that oh, last time Oh, we around. know. We know. Norwich, that's why I said a bench player. Look at Norwich. Norwich won this oh. league comfortably last season. They had a worse points time than we did last year in the Premier League. <laughs> why? Because they didn't score enough goals. Exactly. So for me... I know we'll focus on another time, but there needs to be some investment. We need quality and we need to move away from our darlings of 2018. If we want to push on, we need mm. to say thank you very much, guys. You did a job. Okay. Good luck in your next career. Okay. It sounds really good. But okay, I'm just going to share some comments about Cabano. Christian Bookman, give Cabano a two-year contract. So yeah. I just think we just need to be mindful of the fact it's not, it's not about sympathy, it's about results. And we've seen quite clearly a number of the players in this this team did well in the championship, but struggled in the Premier League. Right. Mm. We need to move on and get, okay. you know, we need to move on to a different era and develop and strengthen from there. Okay. Sorry, it's now ruthless, but that's, that's the bottom line. You want no, to say it's, 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 it's right. It's right. <laughs> the bottom line. It is right. Bottom line. Sorry. All right. No, actually, Steve, that was a, a good, good, question. good discussion question. piece at, at the very mm. end of the show. I'm losing my voice. So we do have to go. Let's enjoy it guys. Okay. Yeah, let's let's enjoy it. We are going back to the Premier League. So for Emilio Donnell, Steve Lydiard, I'm Russ Coleman. Thank you as always for watching and listening to Cottage Talk. For Fulham fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Never miss a match with live commentary, goal alerts, lineups, in-game stats and TV and radio links for over 100 leagues globally. Download the free COY Whites app now from the App Store and Google Play. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. 
all your mates around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.